opening crawl. A long time ago, three friends talked about recording a show, a podcast in which they could feel truly free to discuss tons of nerdy stuff passionately, like dragons, time travel, robots, and clones, mutants, time travel, board games, and thrones, aliens, wizards, time travel, zombies, zombies that time travel? You betcha, Dobby. Comic-Con, steampunk, parallel worlds, Mega Man, Hearthstone, but no sports or girls. So red pill or blue pill, now that you know, we'd like to welcome you to the Cast Springer Show. Introducing your hosts, Pat Oftre Nonister the Rich Singer, Chris Jaster Gullisty the Third Singer, and Randy Trianum Jaffa the Dangerous Sapphire. Cast Bringers! Alright, and welcome to Cast Bringers. Randy, Chris, how are you guys doing? I am doing great tonight. Very, very great. How are you doing, Chris? I'm doing good now. Well, I'll be honest with you. Got home from work today. I was really tired. Just not feeling it. Then when I was putting the kids to bed, was looking up pictures of dragons on my phone just to get amps for this. And now I'm in. I'm in the zone. Castanets, I hope you're ready. That We're is, bringing casts. That's just amazing. I love it. Mm-hmm. I thought oh. I was the only one that loved dragons and pictures of them, but I guess <laughs> not. No, they're, they're right there. Yeah. <laughs> we got a fun fact of the week. Now, here's a tidbit for all of you castanets looking to go to school in Finland when you are awarded your PhD. Not only do you get a degree, the schools award you a sword. So I know if you're listening to this show, chances are you love swords. So maybe consider getting your PhD in Finland. This was a a fun fact my wife shared with me. She said, I know you want a sword. Well, here's how you're going to get it. Now I got to move to Finland and get my PhD. So I'll see you later. Flight's booked. What? (laughs) You had a good run. It was a good show. (laughs) We yeah. guys can carry on. There's some stuff. I we're zooming it. I can. I'll fin, I'll film from Finland. All our cast finettes in Finland. Um, <laughs> if any of you would like to send us pictures of your swords, that'd be great. You have to have a PhD though. Oh, okay. All right. So, so the doctor cast finettes. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. All right, guys. What have you? Uh, what have you guys been nerding on this week? Randy, how about you? been doing a lot of things. Uh, I have, I'm still reading Dune. Um, it's awesome. I, whatever was holding me back before, I don't know. Cause I am loving it. I think he's, a, was it pronouncing the words? <laughs> it might, it might've been. And trying to picture what an ornithopter looked like. I actually looked up what somebody drew Orn, on like. Ornithopter. Ornithopter. Ornin, yeah. Ornithopter. Or just thopter as he likes to yeah. say quite a bit. Um, an orny. Orny, yes. Because you can't even say that word. (laughs) No, but that's the thing. Don't ask me what the real name for the sandworms are, because I have no chance of saying that right. I haven't gotten that. I know how to how to uh, call the planet Dune. That's pretty easy. What's the planet's real name? Arrakis. Oh, I think you said that right. That's how I said it in my head. (laughs) Um, I'm also watching this new show, Tribes of Europa. On Netflix, it was done by the producers of Dark, which when we talk, when we do our time travel episode, I will be talking about Dark quite a bit. Uh, I did get in thanks to our super fan, Nick, DC Titans. I'm on episode two. It is very good. I'm enjoying it. Um, Overall, though, my week has been taken up by zombies. And today I started playing season two of Cold War. 
Call of Duty Zombies, um, first open world map of zombies. And I played it for two and a half hours with a couple other guys today, and it was awesome. So those is are the big P- things. Is that PvP or is that PV Zombies? PVZ. Uh, you're in a team of three or four, and you're pretty much going through all these different boards uh, with zombies, and it's an open map where you can go where you want. We just started; it just came out today, so I don't know. What kind? So no, what kind of zombies are they? Are they like the slow-moving, boring zombies? Are they like rage zombies that are impossible to kill? Are they like, um, like the zombies that are when they're alone they're easy, but when there's a group of them they're impossible? Give us some details. Great question, Chris. So if you haven't played Call of Duty Zombies before, stage one or level one, they start out very slow and then they move faster and faster, but they've been introducing new zombies. So now there's a Terminator zombie. There's a alien-like zombie. There are zombies that are in radioactive suits that split into separate radioactive zombies. There's like ghost zombies. There's like insane Terminator zombies. So they've really uh, upped the game uh in the zombie world but they're it's, really branching out that zombie genre yeah they are and it's awesome it's so much fun so, so man, when you say terminator zombies do you mean like terminator like the robot but it's also a zombie yeah well it's a zombie that is dressed like the terminator really like it's it's wearing like a full-on terminator suit but they up that even and now it's like a zombie that looks like it's from um the game with uh big daddy is that the Oh, what's the uh, name? Bioshock. Yes, Bioshock. They look like they're almost in those suits, even crazier. So, like they look like Adam Sandler from Big Daddy. <laughs> they wipe their own butts. <laughs> Speaking of uh, another nerd thing, Happy Gilmore Two unofficially greenlit by uh, the really? Dan, by Dan Patrick himself uh, on the Dan Patrick's show. Unofficial. He had the Sandman and he had Shooter McGavin actor on, and both of them said they'd be down to do it, but. Nobody's actually coming. Oh, unofficial. I, yeah. The unofficial greenlit. Guys, there's so much there's so much nerd news I can't even handle it. Like I'm gonna try and connect everything. Uh I'll last say, oh go ahead, Pat. I was just gonna say quick plug for the Dan Patrick show on our podcast. He you know, he plugs Plenty our podcast on your show. Down to the little guys. Yeah, so we gotta plug his. And then lastly, call, guys. Dan Patrick's gonna see a huge ratings bump. It's the cast springer bump. <laughs> In Finland. So the, uh, I don't know if you guys have been following the perseverance on Mars. That's the last big thing. I watched the whole Nova episode last night on all the rovers on Mars. The visuals are stunning and you know how they're searching for life on there now. So, I mean, we could go on forever, but that's, that's what I'm nerding out on. So Randy, you've been, you've been busy, man. You've been nerding out hard. Oh guys, I don't have kids either. So that probably helps a lot. (laughs) What have you guys been nerding out on Chris? Sure. I, well, I finished Iron Gold uh, this week, so that was quite an accomplishment. Little little hiccup in that my uh, book had to return, the book on tape had to return automatically after 21 days, and I had 45 minutes left, <laughs> so I had to use my last, um, my last rental to get it to listen to the last 45 minutes and then I've ran out. So I don't have anything to listen to uh, through Hoopla for the last week. So I'm, I'm actually listening to cast bringers <laughs> as I drive to work, which is kind of weird. I'm talking to myself driving to work. Um, but I do like it. I think we're great. <laughs> Little pat on our back. 
So nothing like plugging Caspringers on Caspringers. <laughs> Does Dan Patrick do that on his show? I'm sure, he does. it's called the. You have to sell the self sell. That's what all good stars do. <laughs> A self sell. Oh, ah, uh, yes, self sell. This is what isn't that what you, I just made it up? It's not a thing. Oh, okay. Copyright. No judgment. Uh, my other big nerd thing uh, was the Superman and Lois premiered this week. I was, I am a huge fan of Smallville. I love that show. Um, I think some of the castanets out there, we would get together on Thursday nights and watch Smallville and then go to a party or so. And, uh, and it was always just a good time for me. I thought that was just a great show. And Superman and Lois is right in that vein. Uh, watched the first episode. My wife was in the in the bedroom. I was watching it in bed, and my wife was in there doing some work. And then suddenly she stopped doing work and was like, I think I want to watch this with you. It sounds awesome. And she loved it. I loved it. Uh, there's only been one episode, but so far I'm giving it the highest Caspringer possible rating. So, highly recommend watching Superman and Lois, at least the first episode. They've got a lot of places they can go. It is a different Superman. It's, I've never seen a Superman like this. Um, he's a dad with, two, with twin teenage boys. Um, and they're pulling some other pieces from Superman lore. They might be pulling a little bit from Injustice. They might be pulling, they're pulling a little bit from the, uh, the different Supermans that have existed in the DCU. So it's, it's interesting. I really like it. And I think the guy playing Superman is great. Now, was it the guy who played him in the uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths crossover? I yes, I... the one who was in Supergirl, I Tyler think. Tyler Hochelin, yeah. or so I, don't, I don't remember his last name, but yeah, something like that. It is him. And he's good. I like the lady they had playing Lois, so I'm excited to see where they go. It's not, um, it's not like a Smallville villain of the week type, just fighting a different monster every week. This is more. It seems like it's more of a continuous storyline. So, nice. Uh, like Chris, it. I'm actually I got a little choked up there um, because I I didn't realize it was coming out this week. What channel is it on? It's on CW. Okay. I'll, I think it I'll premieres, it. it's on Wednesdays, I think, at 8. I watch it through the app, so 24 hours after it's on, or not 24 hours, the next morning after it's on TV, it's on the app for free. Okay, so good to I Chromecasted it from my phone to the TV, but I, if you have a smart TV, I think you could download the CW app. So at least the premiere was free. I'm thinking all of the episodes are going to be like that from what I could see. And I'm hoping that's the case because I really want to watch it. Um, before I go into my love for Superman, Chris, I, I just want to, I don't mean to call you out, but you seem to have changed your tune because you used to watch and read everything on your phone. And now you found this thing called a Chromecast that lets you put it on your TV. That, I don't know. So here's the deal. I'm Chromecasting from my phone. Does that? <laughs> That's a win. Okay, you're right. You're right. It's still technically watching on your phone. I I used to watch. So I watched the Dean Kane, Lois and Clark. I think I mentioned that before. Loved it. Smallville loved it. So I actually kind of want to just go watch it right now. If that's cool, guys. There is. <laughs> guys there, got this. So it was an extended episode, um, like an hour and a half, and then there was a twenty minutes or half hour, 20 minute, whatever special 
after the episode. I did not watch that. And I'm not sure if that's like a preview of the season or if it's behind the scenes or if it's just like an extended cut scenes. I'm not sure, but I do want to go back and watch that. I will most likely watch that on my phone, probably tonight after we record. <laughs> okay. Now, Patrick, what yes. have you been nerding? Well, I have been, it seems like it's just been a busy week, so I haven't had a lot of time to nerd out too hard. Uh, I've been keeping up with Iron Gold. I'm trying to rip through it also. Um, but then the biggest thing I've been doing is, I think I mentioned this last week, my son is super into dinosaurs. And so uh, Jurassic World Evolution game was on sale like last weekend or two weekends ago. And so I got that. And so he, me and him have been playing that together. He just loves watching me, you know, build these little different parts and all the different dinosaurs. We finally unlocked the T-Rex like two nights ago. Uh, and so he like lost his mind when we when that. It was very funny to watch. Uh, what do you play it on? So I've been playing it on Switch. It was originally, I think, a, a PC game. And I'm sure it's a million times better playing it on a computer than like a console because it's like a park sim game. So, you know, along the lines like SimCity or Planet Coaster or any of those types of games, uh, City Skylines, any of those. Um, but yeah, it, it actually is surprisingly, like it's not too hard to navigate uh, using a controller on like a console. Um, they, they've done a good job like mapping the UI under it. So uh, I've been playing that though, it's been good. We're, we're uh, again, it's one of the cool parts is you have to like slowly um, send out these expeditions to like gather fossils and when you gather enough fossils you can like unlock and you breed a dinosaur or whatever um, and so that's just fun it's like a nice nice sense of progression and, and there's a lot of dinosaurs on it too so there's a bunch to unlock it's pretty good that's been the main thing nothing too crazy yeah it sounds like a fun game actually I kind of <laughs> after listening to last week I kind of wanted to try it and get into it it's uh it's nice because it's like a it's a nice kind of just like relaxing esque kind of game, even though there is some like strategy to how you got to do stuff because dinosaurs can escape. We all know what happens in Jurassic Park. Typically, they run amok and you don't move because the vision's based on movement. <laughs> yes, although although someone was telling me that that's only one of the T Rexes, and now the new T Rex that's like a bull T Rex, it's not like that, and they can just see normal. It's like what? Who breathed that into them? I'm like what? And they have. <laughs> and they have super long arms that are way longer than normal. First, they can open doors. Now they can see. This is getting ridiculous. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just, again, it's kind of just like this nice little, nice game to play to just unwind after a long day of work, you know? It's good. Good stuff. All right. Let's jump into everyone's favorite segment. Well, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't. Yeah, I didn't either yet. <laughs> All right. I did find out it's streaming on Amazon Prime Video. So, I, so now, now we know where to watch it. <laughs> Step, baby steps. <laughs> One step at a time. Well, maybe, I mean, there's got to be some, there's got to be a joke in here about time travel. We're like, we go. We have already watched it. And well, maybe we've watched it, but I don't remember. Ooh. Let me check my tattoos. <laughs> well, well, Chris, you're in color right now, so. That means well, that I must have been past. Wait, how do you know I'm in, what that means? It's an older movie that was very popular. I know at least the gist. I know there's parts that are in black and white. And parts that are in color. 
That's Did you more... watch the trailer at least? <laughs> That's more than I remember, and I watched the whole movie. <laughs> I've seen it like three times, and yeah. I kind of only remember pieces like that. This is my short-term memory is bad. That's the thing with him, right? He has no short-term memory? Something like that. Yeah. He can't convert memories from short-term into long-term. Mm-hmm. He can't remember stuff. Yeah, so he tattoos his body. But what if he's in the middle of a tattoo? He's like, what am I tattooing? Because tattoos take a while sometimes. What does this tattoo mean? I don't understand. <laughs> Seems silly. Seems like a bad idea, actually. What, to tattoo yourself or to lose your short-term memory? Uh, yes. Are we I sure forget what we're talking about. When you talk about it like that, the movie doesn't sound very good. <laughs> My favorite part of the one part, he's in the... I do remember this because it's hilarious. He's like in the bathroom and he suddenly comes to and he's holding the Jack Daniels bottle and he's like, Jack Daniels, am I drunk? I don't feel drunk. I don't think I'm drunk. Because he couldn't remember if he was drinking or not. He wasn't drunk. He was using the bottle to attack someone or for protection or something, I think. I got to rewatch the movie to find out. But that's funny. But maybe you will, maybe you won't. We don't know yet. For what? to watch the movie we'll find out next week exactly find what out (laughs) yeah perfect were you recording yet (laughs) i think it's one of his best movies because you don't really have to hear everything (laughs) you just can read it on his body this was before he entered the terrible uh sound (laughs) i read an interview with nolan nolan said you know i just wish i could tattoo everybody's body in all my movies and it would make things so much easier but because then people can see the bodies. Yeah. They don't need mm-hmm. to talk. Or subtitles. Yeah. All right. So, recap. No one's watching. <laughs> Feels good. Let's move on to the multi-strike. All right. Randy, what was, uh, what was your article this week? So my article uh, sounded really interesting from the title. In a first, scientists have conversation with people during lucid dreams. And then I read it, and I don't know if I believe it or not. It's from the India Times or India Today, uh, .in. So I hope you guys didn't click on the article because I'm not even sure if the website was real. I did. I did. (laughs) Okay. Uh, um, Sorry, guys. And uh, it was interesting. So lucid dream, for those who aren't, familiar essentially you are dreaming and you realize you're dreaming so you can control yourself in the dreams like to battle freddy krueger to battle freddy krueger yep (laughs) to fly to i mean those are really the only two things i guess you would want to do in a dream but you still get the feeling of being in the dream but you know you're dreaming so in the article it said scientists did an experiment where they were able to communicate with people who were in lucid dreams. They were able to measure whether they're in a lucid dream based on their rapid eye movement, also known as REM. And they were able to ask the people sleeping if, or certain questions like math questions. So what's eight minus six? And people in the dream, a certain percent of the time would you know, move their eyes back and forth twice to say it was two. And then when they'd wake up, they'd ask them, hey, do you remember being asked that question? And some said yes, some said kind of, some said no. Honestly, I don't know if you guys read the article. Uh, again, I don't know if it was real or not. I don't know. What do you guys think? Yeah, it seemed suspect with like, because they, they said they, they made this like, like they figured out the way to communicate while they were like napping with them. I mean, yeah, it was napping. Like, 
And then, so then like they would ask if they were having a lucid dream and then they would do a couple eye movements that say they were, right? It just seemed like very far-fetched that you could tell, I don't know. Yeah, it, and it seemed like there was kind of some, might have been some like leading questions or the way it was set up because they, they had to teach each other how to communicate while they were awake. Then they would try to communicate while they were asleep, but yeah, your eyes are moving, but you're already in rapid eye movement. So, but they remembered some of the questions is what the point was, but in lucid dreaming, you would remember like auditory input anyways, because you're lucid. So you are hearing things. Yeah. And, and on top of that, I think it's pretty hard to lucid dream. And they somehow came up with all these people who are just able yeah. to do it. During well, I think it's the other piece of the article is there wasn't that many. There was like 30 people yeah. Yeah, in, in like 12 countries. Listen, I was working towards lucid dreaming. It was like one of my goals for a while to try to like, I was into this big meditation phase and in, in like dream journaling and tracking my dreams and working towards lucid dreaming. And I was close, I think, a few times if I didn't quite actually get it. There's all these like little tricks you can do. And so, um, and they kept talking about how it's super hard. And yes, it's not easy, but you can definitely work towards it and and get there. I have actually lucid dreamed a few times. Uh, and yes, like I never, I didn't have to do any training or anything. I don't know, it was just something that would, click in the dream for me where I was like, hey, I know I'm dreaming right now. Like, and same type of thing that like you were saying, Randy. It's like, oh, I could like jump super high and like that sort of stuff. Hmm. So it is, I don't know, it is funny. Because, well, and it's funny to me to hear that because I always kind of assumed it was a pretty normal thing to like catch yourself and realize that you're dreaming, but apparently it's not. But I think there's a difference between realizing you're dreaming in, in like doing something like that than other than consciously doing it when you want to like i'm going to go to sleep in in my dreams i'm going to be lucid tonight and do what i want like i think there's a there's a difference there between just hey wait a minute this is weird this must be a dream oh i'm dreaming cool let's fly versus i'm gonna make myself fly tonight when i dream versus I'm in a study that is studying so I'm going to lose a dream tonight when I go to sleep. Versus I'm going to answer some addition problems tonight when I'm dreaming. I'm with my, my eyes. Twice. <laughs> I, you're right, though. I like the napping part the best. Right? <laughs> they weren't even giving these guys like eight hours to do it. It was just, we're going to give you about 90 minutes uh, lucid dream in this time, and we're going to give you some nap racks. <laughs> Yeah, but then they probably didn't sleep at all that night. <laughs> I mean, that's so what happens when I nap. The next time they fall asleep, they'll go right into REM. And we can try the study again. <laughs> so it did say, I don't know if this is statistically significant, um, the responders were correct 18.6% of the time. So could you randomly be correct that much of the time, I think? I mean, yeah, I guess it would depend, like, what, how do you even measure, like, a baseline for that to compare it? Yeah. And then, also, like, what, what does this matter? <laughs> <laughs> whoa, whoa, Chris, hold on. This is pretty cool, though. It's cool. Yes. Okay, there's a cool factor. It's one but... step closer to Inception. I, I was going to say, Chris, right? oh, okay. if we don't know how to lucid dream. 
and communicate. One step closer to himself. Okay, there you got me with the Christopher Nolan. I got well, the, quick sidetrack. Did you guys know Christopher Nolan stole the idea of Inception from Ducktales? What? No. This is I, true. Or should I, I, Pat? Should I save this for next week's article? Because I'll find the article. This uh, this could even be potential meat and potatoes topics. <laughs> okay. So, well, this. Is this a teaser, our first teaser for next week? I swear, I, wa- I read the comic strip because DuckTales used to be a comic strip. And he, there's no doubt in my mind, he read it and stole the idea for Inception. <laughs> Let's save that for next week on the article, okay? I'm into it. All right, cool. All right, Randy, any other final comments on your uh, Lucid Dream Communication article? Uh, no, I apologize. Next time I'll vet my articles a little bit better. <laughs> Randy's article was completely fake. Yeah. (laughs) Chris, how about yours? What was your multi-strike article? Sure. Uh, My multi-strike article, partly I... Partly I picked this one is because I fell for it. So uh, Spider-Man 3 (laughs) movie title is out. It is officially Spider-Man No Way Home. It is not Spider-Man Phone Home. (laughs) It is not Spider-Man Home Slice. Uh, so uh, the um, the three stars, Tom Holland, Zendaya, and I can't remember the third guy's name, they each tweeted out a very official-looking title shot of Spider-Man 3. And then the next day, it was released that those were all fake. The real name is Spider-Man No Way Home. Um, but I fell for it. I was uh, on my lunch break reading some Yahoo articles and uh, one website who I thought was a pretty reputable website like the Nerdist or IGN or something India popped today. up with Spider-Man 3 title released it's Spider-Man phone home and I read that and be like I was like oh that like, isn't it's kind of weird but okay I'll go with it maybe he's calling from outer space and that's a different dimension that's the thing and then the next day I saw that it was all a joke they got me good <laughs> I did. I also saw. I mean, so the headline for the article I read immediately said they released fake, fake names for the movie. So I knew right away that they were fake. But uh, it was pretty good. It was kind of just like, yeah, cool, cool. This also playing off of the Tom Holland like can't keep a secret. Yes, and there was a funny part in the the article I read. They have a link to with the official release of No Way Home. Um, they have a movie of the three the three act the two actors and actress all like talking and talking about how tom holland can't keep a secret so that's why they had to do it this way yeah i but I, th- I, I thought i thought they had already said that the name was no way home or something like that like after they announced it so it sounded the, very familiar the first one was homecoming the second one was far from home right yep. and so no way home so i maybe i, I dreamt it <laughs> You dreamt you were Tom Holland. Ruining yeah, it for that must be what it is. I'm going to lose the dream. I'm Tom Holland tonight. The uh, One of the articles connected to this I read was, you guys have been watching um, 
uh, WandaVision because I know we talked about it. And I guess I read Tom Holland since they're filming Spider-Man 3 and they film it over the weekends. He said they all get together Saturday nights to film and everybody's just throwing out all their theories on WandaVision. It's like they're nerding out on like their own universe show. And WandaVision is going to be very connected to Spider-Man, I think, coming up and Doctor Strange. So it was just cool to see like he sounded super excited about like the movie and everything. Uh, I feel like, and I love the, these two Spider-Man movies. I, I love the cast. I love the fun feel of them. So I'm super pumped for these. Yeah, likewise. These are, again, I, I think a lot of those different Spider-Man movies have their uh, strengths and weaknesses, but these, the Tom Holland ones, to me, are just, they're really, they're, they're prime. They're mm-hmm. really, really good. Um, and like you said, Randy, they're just, they're fun. They're quirky. They're great. I feel like the I used to watch the cartoon that was my big cartoon growing up and I feel like it was like that like fun like they didn't make it too serious like some of the other ones and just he's he's a goofy kid just you know slinging webs so I'm excited. I know some of the 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 Aunt May casting with Marissa Tomei has gotten a lot of flack from some people and they don't like it I think it's fantastic Mm -hmm. I love it I I, they it's a good spot to like use your creative license right mm-hmm. like you're changing it's the right amount of change that's like big and impactful but also isn't you know impacting maybe like a major mm-hmm. client it's still kind of a major character but but nothing that's like too i don't know too out of the box i guess yeah good balance awesome uh chris any other comments on which which title would you have preferred prefer the no no way home would you rather one home home slice do you remember the third one uh what was it i have it right here it is um no place like home no 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 no. i made that up uh homesick home worlds home sweet home and then there's no place like home uh i like i think far from home if if it's has to do with like a secondary dimension or something and he's trapped it'll be good i'll go with it like noise all right pat your article yeah wait real quick pat is yours a real article or is it kind of fake so, like mine and chris's so mine is a real article it's a little uh it's a little silly only just in like the alleged drama that came out of it i just found it kind of funny um but it's it's related to some topics we've talked about on the show it's it's related to character customization, which we've already established we all love, especially Chris. And mm-hmm. uh, it's something that came out of BlizzCon uh, last week, which we dove into. So I, wa- I felt like it was an appropriate article to kind of follow up on a little bit. Uh, basically, the gist of it was uh, at like a Q&A for the World of Warcraft um, with the Shadowlands release, they added a lot of new character customization options for when you're creating your character, which people love. They, the, well, the Warcraft community has been like clamoring for this stuff for a while and they finally got it so they're super excited and I don't know where they came up with this idea but it led a lot of people to believe that there were going to be future updates as they release patches and content for this expansion cycle that they would get more character customization options and so in the Q&A they based, uh, Blizzard basically said like well no we're not going to do that now we may do it again for like the next patch, or, or not the next patch, the next big like expansion, but don't expect anything for Shadowlands. And people lost their minds. People freaked <laughs> out about it. Yeah, so, so it, I mean, on the, on the like surface level, it's much ado about nothing. Like it's kind of 
silly, in my opinion, at least, that they're flipping out about that. However, if I was still engaged in World of Warcraft and I was, like, an active community member, I would probably react the same way and be super mad that, like, I thought this one thing and then they're not getting it. The so. thing about World of Warcraft, though, is you don't ever see your character. You only, <laughs> you see the gear your character is wearing. And, like, when you remove, you can remove the helmet or you can remove the cape or something, but you can't really, like, edit your character down. You can customize your, your gear, how you look, but you can't ever see, like, like the tattoos on your character because you're always covered. So I don't think it's that big of a deal. I don't know, maybe I haven't played World of Warcraft in forever and they've changed something, but I remember that, first of all, the character customization was very lame when you're making your character, but it doesn't matter because you never see him. Yeah. And I do wonder, because I know it's been more, it's been more prevalent in other games where like you can, you can toggle on and off like your helmet or like some of your other gear. So maybe they added that in World of Warcraft. I don't know. Uh, but if they did, maybe that's an option to like sprite see your character a little more or something. I have no idea. But yeah, exactly, Chris. Like if it's not, you don't make the characters to show off what they look like as much as you want to show off the really cool gear and giant swords yeah. and stuff that you have. Like, exactly. It's just a loot quest. You're just trying to you know, get new stuff. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, but I, I read that and mainly I read, I wanted to use it because it, directly tied into the blizzcon stuff we were talking about last week but then also just because i read it and was like why are people why why are we why are we getting mad about this i don't know randy what are, any, any thoughts on any of that I, you know i'm not i've never really i've only played world of warcraft once so it was tough i love the article because i could definitely relate to the nerdum getting really <laughs> really upset and frustrated with something as superficial as skins because i totally would probably do the same thing in a video game that i liked so i could definitely relate nice all right that was our multi-strike let's hit him now with the killing blow <laughs> this week's killing blow Got article him. comes from our super castanet nick nicky k thank you uh, and this one is really just a, a kind of ties into our meat and potatoes topic this week, but uh, Twisted Metal, the Twisted Metal video game is getting a live action TV series. Um, and it's being made by Cobra Kai producers and written by some of the writers who worked on Deadpool. And I got to say, Nick beat me to it. This was my first article. And when I went to post it, it was already up there. <laughs> I think Nick's trying to steal my hosting seat. You know what? On the other on the other end of the spectrum, I get a lot of nerd news in Google. I hadn't heard of this at all until I saw it in the spreadsheet, uh, and it sounds pretty awesome. So. Yeah. Did you guys play Twisted Metal at all? Like when it was pretty popular. I loved Twisted yeah. Metal, and that's my hope is that this series will lead to finally them releasing a new Twisted Metal game. That's a, a property that is way overdue for um, an update to a modern console. Yeah, it's actually pretty surprising in my opinion that they haven't, like that that uh, Twisted Metal game hasn't come out like every single time. Sweet Tooth is such a uh, identifiable character. You mm -hmm. still see stuff for Sweet Tooth, the ice cream truck clown, you know, Rocket League has a Sweet Tooth car. You see like Sweet Tooth references just in general in, a, in other video games. Like that, to me, that's them not cashing in. They're leaving money on the table by not having a Twisted Metal out. 
Yeah, I mean, even for PlayStation, like Sweet Tooth was arguably one of the like brand, you know, brand characters that they had, you know, mm-hmm. along with like Mario for Nintendo and Sonic for Sega. Yeah, yeah, it was Sweet Tooth because PlayStation was always building themselves as like the edgy, up to date, you know, console, and Sweet Tooth kind of led them down that path, and then they they just abandoned him. Yeah. Also, I have zero concept of what the twisted metal plotline is. So, <laughs> oh, the, the, I read it. See, I didn't read the article on IGN. I read it on uh, a different site, and the plotline that was that I supposedly they're going with is that um, a delivery person has to like deliver uh, some super some package to the like Outlands or the Badlands, and has to go through this area and he hires a twisted met one of the characters i think from twisted metal to be his driver to get him through there safely and it's just going to be like them constantly attacked i guess but like i i guess though so i think of it as you know the topic we're going to get into in meat and potatoes like a lot of those video games kind of have like a general plot like is that the plot for the original twisted note like what was the story i don't, I don't even think there know. was one you were it wasn't it was like a game show you were just a demolition derby try and win wasn't it just cars missling each other i, I don't yeah. know no idea in the article that's what it said is it's pretty much like a contest um and yeah whoever wins wins like a wish of their choice or something like that so it was a derby event so Hosted by a genie? <laughs> I don't, didn't get into that in the article. I will find out on the show. It was, but going back to what you said, the um, I think the last one that came out was in 2001. Uh, and then PS4 launched uh, an updated version uh, in 2015. But I don't think it was a new version. It was just the updated 2001. Mm-hmm. So it has been a long time since a new one came out. Yeah, I mean, the, the last one I remember was Twisted Metal Black. And I that was the one. Yep, that was the that last one. Okay. And wasn't that like just the the compilation of all the twisted metals with like some updated? I I have no. Idea. I thought it was a new game. I thought it, like I thought it was a continuation of the series that it was kind oh. of a game. But I also think it ended up being like not very good. Mm-hmm. But the, twisted metal to me would be such a great game in in like the uh, was it like the Fortnite battle survival, you know, one hundred pvp type of setup today Mm -hmm. that twist metal would play perfectly into that yeah like like a car car version of fortnite right yeah car battle royale for sure yeah battle royale that's what i was trying to figure out it wasn't in my memory i just forgot about it it is kind of interesting that they're coming out with a movie before a new game is coming out it's not a movie it's a series oh yeah sorry which is even more exciting or (laughs) strange because it's i don't know more to it but will will fort forte is it from uh no sorry will arnett is one of the production names on it okay i think that's gonna obviously it's gonna be more of a comedy i'm assuming i don't know i know we're all gonna watch it probably before we see memento (laughs) and well and chris you might be onto something with that too that like maybe they're doing the tv series to kind of like re-engage the Mm -hmm. fans just kind of drum up some hype to then like drop it i think it would be the other way around you do the video game first and then if the video game does well you sign off on the series (laughs) i don't know maybe i'm old-fashioned 
Nope. Yeah, you're obviously wrong because they're doing <laughs> That's why I'm stuck on this podcast and not producing a Twisted Metal movie TV series. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, any final thoughts on Twisted Metal, the series, other than, yeah, we're definitely all going to watch it and kind of excited about it. Clowns are scary. <laughs> yes, no, that is, that is accurate. Sweet Tooth is, is a terrifying Sweet Tooth is a scary clown. Actually, it, that does remind me, around when Twisted Metal Black came out, there were, like, I think they were fan-made YouTube videos on, like, all of the Twisted Metal characters, and, like, they portrayed Sweet Tooth as this, like, crazy clown serial killer guy. Like, it was terrible. I remember watching them being like, this is kind of, like, too creepy, and I, I'm not comfortable. I don't like it. Uh, but so, if those are still up, random plug for those. Check them out on YouTube. They may or may not. Or scared. don't, and, and just not be scared. Also, that. <laughs> be happy. <laughs> All right, that's going to wrap it up for the articles this week. Let's jump into the meat and potatoes. All right. This week's Meat and Potatoes is all about video game movies. The best, the worst. What are they? Where did they come from? Most, no. I think it's mostly just the worst. <laughs> why, I guess the biggest question I have off the bat is why did they pick the video games that they picked to make movies? Because <laughs> looking at the list, it's maybe some of the worst games. Well, ever. you see, video games like Uncharted would obviously make great movies. So let's not make that. Yeah. Right? I guess. Let's, let's uh, turn, um, I don't know, Sonic the Hedgehog into a movie. But that's the thing is that one was actually like kind of good. It was good for kids. Yeah. My kids loved it. We, wa- we saw it in the theater and we actually watched it this over the weekend. It came out streaming. So, um. It wasn't bad, but do you remember remember all the blowback they got for the terrible modeling of Sonic when it was first released and it, they postponed the movie for a year so they could fix it? Yes, I do. I don't even remember, like, what... I'm trying to remember. I remember seeing it and being like, he does not look good. No, his eyes were, were very strange. His fur was... He was super furry. And so in the movie now, it's more... He is more slick and more, like, porcupine quills instead of fur mm. and his eyes are like bigger more cartoony whereas regular his originally his eyes were pretty tiny and they looked strange he didn't look like sonic and then the other thing there was something with his teeth were really weird yeah he had like giant human teeth okay it was human teeth, in, i think in the, but they were like giant and like yeah. <laughs> every time he talked they were they looked like just giant white things in his mouth <laughs> and in the in the new in the redesign they're just smaller less noticeable i i remember that now his the old teeth were like that uh that her der meme yeah. that with like the dark in the human teeth mm-hmm. uh, yes but not not good um but yeah so we wanted you know in if fans have not been paying attention uh mortal Kombat is coming out with a new movie and so they dropped the trailer recently. And so in kind of, you know, celebrating that, which by the way, I have watched that trailer like five or six times. I, I don't know why, but I'm getting like super hyped for that movie. <laughs> it actually looks like it might be like kind of good. 
Um, I think the, the Mortal Kombat movie, as far as movies made from video games, now there's a difference between movies made from video games, video games made from movies. Video games come out first, then they say, hey, let's make a movie on this. Mortal Kombat, I think, is probably one of the top, if not the best, video game adaptation they've done. In my mind, at least. Maybe then a close second would be Resident Evil, in my mind. Um, I also love Mila Jovovich, so. I, I don't think you're far off, Chris. I mean, I, I would agree with you. I think Mortal Kombat, as far as like sticking to source material and actually making like a somewhat, use this loosely, but somewhat decent movie, which again, like when you're starting off the list where like the best one is the original Mortal Kombat movie. They made three of them. Eight. Yeah. <laughs> Which means it's it kids do pretty good. I know the the second one, the third one, I think went right straight to DVD. But I saw it, and it wasn't bad. It was much more video gamey, and like they actually had their superpowers and did crazy jump kicks and stuff. But it was still fun. Yeah, and yeah, the, the second World Gun was just god awful. But the the first one was okay, and and that's probably yeah the the best video game movie that's on the list but uh, there are a lot of terrible ones yes like uh, but i i do wonder are we saying the first one was pretty good because we were the perfect audience for it when it came out i guess i haven't seen it in a while but i loved it but now i'm looking back and i'm wondering is it is it good it was cool that you did get to see the characters and they stayed pretty true to who a lot of those characters should have been and you got to see goro in mm-hmm. live action claymation live action i think but still live action which was pretty cool um i did i did a little bit of research for this mainly just to like look up what video games what, what movies they've made from video games uh so we could like kind of look at an extensive list and hit some highlights but of those lists typically those lists were like you know best to worst video game movies or whatever and a lot of them had mortal Kombat, like if not at the top towards the top like top mm-hmm. so i mean pretty consistently i guess it is regarded as like best or one of the best video game movies um again though that's not great well i feel like they the special effects have come so far now and we're mm-hmm. deep into nerd culture becoming popular culture that they're i'm hoping like you said pat this one's going to be really really awesome um oh go ahead chris i was just gonna say some of the other movies on this list that we we put together did any did either of you see silent hill Oh, I have a whole story about Silent Hill. Yes. Go for it. Oh, um, so Silent Hill, I went to go see with uh, my two friends, Justin and Howard. Shout out to uh, two guys who never listen to this podcast. And we, <laughs> I remember I was living with Rob at the time, but he was like in Florida or something. Uh, and so we went to see it. Not really sure what it was. We we're like, oh, well, let's go see a movie. It looks pretty good. Didn't even know it was a video game movie. It was the scariest movie I have ever seen. I stopped watching scary movies after that movie. Justin, who's a nut, stopped watching scary movies after it. Howard, who's even crazier than me and Justin, stopped watching scary movies after that movie. All three of us were in the parking lot after saying none of us want to go home and go to bed. It was the scary, I don't know, scary or just insanely grotesque visual i don't, have you guys seen it no okay i don't so do I, scary movies anymore i had that scary movie experience with uh what's that spaceship movie 
Event Horizon. Battery's not included. That's the one. Oh, Event Horizon. Battery's not included. <laughs> Event Horizon's a whole. Event other Horizon story. did that to me. I I watched that before this one, but that one came close to ruining it for me. But I loved Event Horizon. So this movie, there's two scenes. There's one where Triangle Head is the guy's name because he has a giant metal triangle for a head, huge, and he he rips a girl's skin off from her chest and twists and rips it and throws it. And then another scene I can't even say on this podcast. And I made Laurel watch this movie like a month ago because I was like, it can't be as scary as I remember it. And it still is. It's still super <laughs> scary. But they came out with the second one, Silent Hill Revelation. And I kind of wanted to see it. So that's my Silent Hill. So story. would you say it was a good movie then? If it, it was effective. <laughs> it was very effective. It made no sense whatsoever. But I think it followed the game a bit. It was essentially like, Silent Hill. I don't know if you guys have played, but there's like a daytime in Silent Hill, which is really scary. And then there's a nighttime in Silent Hill, which is somehow even worse than the daytime in Silent Hill. And that was the gist of the movie. It would keep going back and forth between the two times. So yeah, yeah. I saw I saw the Silent Hill movie in college with and this was when I lived with like six or seven other guys. And so we just all we would always just like pick a movie and watch it all together. And so we watched it like one afternoon or something and so it was much less scary in that atmosphere because it's like in the middle of the afternoon you're with like seven other guys and you're just like yelling and you know like that scene that you're talking about Randy where Pyramid had, had ripped skin off the girl we just all started like yelling and screaming like oh my god like so it was uh, it was more just like fun and funny than than it was like actually scary I think if I would have watched that movie in the situation that you were in I would have been terrified out of my mind well yeah so then Rob wasn't there that night not that I need Rob to protect me but no judgment zone I no went judgment. home. I, I'm telling you guys, I didn't sleep all night. I remember actually not sleeping once that night, just being freaked out the whole night. Um, but this was like 15 years ago. So I was young. I was like 25. It's fine. <laughs> You're a little kid. <laughs> uh, so that's Silent Hill. But that's, that's my long story on these. I, I don't really have any other long stories for any of these. But I mean, yeah, when, once you start talking about it, as I'm thinking about it, like Silent Hill was like, okay. It, yeah like obviously it was an effective scary movie yeah but it wasn't but, like you the plot wasn't great it didn't you didn't really follow it too well it was just it was all just for the visual horror stuff and i, play, I played a little bit of the game but i never got enough to like really know the story so mm -hmm. i don't know how well the movie like i know the movie hit on parts of the video game that were pretty close but i feel like if i feel like i'm remembering like little fans of silent hill didn't like the movie because it was yeah pretty, it was pretty different than what happens in the game yep um so I feel, yeah, I think that was like a big knock. Uh, another one, I'm looking at our list, another one that jumps out is Doom. Yeah, I think Doom is very much like what you just said about Silent Hill, that the story is okay. There's not a lot of Doom stuff until that last scene when he's actually like walking around like in the video game. But it seems like they could have done so much more with it. I think the one thing they could have done was pick a different video game than Doom. <laughs> <laughs> Something Why? more they could have, like Wolfenstein 3D. Yeah. <laughs> Heretic, any, any of those. Yeah. Uh, but like, like, I don't, does anyone know the plot line of Doom? Like, yeah, you're in Mars and you have to go kill all the aliens. See, I didn't I even know Doom was, was killing Nazis, wasn't it? No, that's that Wolfenstein, Wolfenstein 3D. I, I don't even know the difference. I guess I never knew that about Doom, though, that that you were on Mars. I thought they just made that up for the movie. Oh, 
maybe I'm putting the movie plotline to the video game. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know. And that's it. It's, what are, what, just, just make that the movie. You're, you're hired. You hire this motley crew of ex-mercenary soldiers to go into this place, and there's a lot of monsters. Go kill them. I do remember. Oh, like Action Pitch Black. Yeah, out. that was Vin Diesel. I think he already <laughs> did that as a movie. I, I remember in Doom, everyone had really cool call signs. Like Carl <laughs> was like Reaper. And uh, I forget what, The Rock had a really cool one too, but I forget what his was. Jelly Bean? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Munchkin was a guy. It was all great. Um, but yeah, you know, Doom was cool only in that it had the rock and carl urban and just like very you know they did their thing and that was fun but other than that like i don't think the movie is memorable or good or it's just that last scene when the rock grabs a huge gun and then suddenly you're watching someone play doom because they like (laughs) switches the point of view and he goes around killing everything yeah which is a good throwback to the video game but not a great way to end the movie. <laughs> want the climax of the movie to be I'm playing Doom. Yeah, it's not a reason to make a, a one and a half hour feature production uh, to have like a minute of someone watching someone play a first person shooter. Um, looking at the list too, any any other ones that jump out at you guys, Randy or Chris? I'd say one that jumps out to me is Warcraft. Um, again, I think I think that got a raw deal. It was apparently very, it was successful worldwide. Um, but I, I don't, I think they just didn't have a great story that they told or they chose the wrong story to tell out of Warcraft lore. So I actually, I thought the Warcraft movie was pretty good, honestly. Uh, I mean, it was very like heavy, high fantasy um, and, and not nearly as good as a fantasy story as to like, like Tolkien or Lord of the Rings or anything, but it was still, I thought it was a, a decent fantasy story. And, uh, you know, I, I actually enjoyed the movie. I thought it was pretty good. But I know I'm in the minority. I know lots of people. I, I would like to see them carry it. I think it was a good first try. But like I said, I think there's so many awesome stories in the Warcraft lore that I'd love to see a sequel where they move into... I think we've talked. I think we've said this on this podcast. They move into like the Lich King, the Arthas storyline, or they bring in like some of the the battles against the dragons or the old gods or something like that. Um, where they they didn't they really they definitely went with like the original just orcs versus humans, straight old school Warcraft. And what I think the universe is so expanded now that they should continue in bring out something else make another one and continue the storyline um it was like i said it was super successful overseas so there's definitely money to be made it it seems like it'd be better as a tv show almost if you could pick because you'd have more time to tell the story right mm-hmm. netflix yeah netflix i mean the witcher the witcher's crushing it right now so. you got three showrunners that's a coin. We'll make Warcraft happen. Yeah. No idea how to run a show, but I'll do it. <laughs> but that, I mean, that touches on a good point of, I feel like a lot of these video game movies, it's, it's like Hollywood meddling, right? They're, they're trying to make, appeal it to the most people, like as many people as they can, even people who may not be familiar with the video game or may not love it because they know the, the fans of the game are already going to see it. But so then when you do that, you 
kind of alienate everybody, right? You alienate the people who want to see it because they love the game because it's not enough like the game. And then they also alienate the people who you're actually trying to bring in who may not be familiar with it because it's just like, you end up just kind of like diluting the product a little bit. Uh, so I wonder though, like with, cause we've talked about this before with streaming now where you can target so many just like niche audiences, maybe that'll help the quality of some of these movies or like you said, make them into a TV series. And even if you're only, you know, even if you're only getting like a quarter of what you would normally try to get uh, as far as viewership, like something like The Witcher, it's still okay because you're going to make that up with some of your other series and stuff. As long as you're getting subscribers, right, then that's good. Yeah, no, I agree. I think one of the ones on this list that jumped out to me was Tomb Raider. Uh, I remember when that came out, everybody was really excited for it. Um, and I remember it was, it was pretty good. I didn't, I don't remember the story so much. I remember Angelina Jolie as Tomb Raider, right? She, she was the original mm -hmm. one. And then yes. they did Tomb Raider 2, The Cradle of Life. And then I didn't see the reboot, but I, I felt like it was, you know, kind of like it, it definitely, I know there was a lot of like people wanting it to be made into a movie and it kind of had the Indiana Jones feel, which I really liked. I didn't think it was that bad though of a movie. It just was like, eh, kind of forgettable, but it wasn't like as bad as some of these other ones that are on here. Yeah. I, I, I'm seeing Street Fighter on here. I remember. Oh, this. I remember Street Fighter. I blocked that, <laughs> that one from my memory. That John Claude, right? A stinking piece of garbage. Yeah. <laughs> I remember being like four and watching that movie, loving it because I had no idea what a good movie was. Uh, it's my. I remember, favorite. I remember being like ten and watching it and not having a, an idea what a good movie was and knowing that that movie was not a good movie. <laughs> Um, and then we also have, you know, was Ass Assassin's Creed is on there. Was yeah. that decent? No, uh, I never saw that. I never saw it either. I can't tell you. I, I saw it. It was kind of confusing. That's a tough game. To oh, I did see parts of it. Cause that's the one where they're going back and forth into the guy's memories. Right. I mean, yeah, the game itself He's, is kind of confusing, but to put it into an hour and a half movie or two hour movie is that was like, they, they bit off more than they could chew. I feel like. Yeah, I mean, they had some kind of high, they had higher quality production value than some of the other video game mm -hmm. movies. Like they had like a Fassbender in it. They threw a, a decent amount of money in there. But I, I think the end product was still not, like you said, Randy, the, the game itself does not lend it. It's like another example of just picking the wrong franchise to make a movie out of. Like it doesn't really lend itself as well as, uh, like, I don't understand how God of War has not been turned into a movie yet. Like that to me is a much more straightforward franchise to make a movie Assassin's out. Creed 43% on Rotten Tomatoes audience. Mm, that's not a good movie. It comes off as a type of game I thought that was pretty straightforward and then once I got into it and the whole like matching your DNA and using the memories got kind of confusing even in the game. Well, actually I started with Assassin's Creed 2 so that didn't help. But then when I watched when I like read about it and then I saw the movie I'm like, "Ah, this is just it was like too much." too much for the story yeah um i also i've seen i know i think chris you wanted to talk about resident evil right i saw a couple of them and i the ones i saw i really liked but mm -hmm. they're always on like tnt tnt <laughs> TNT, yeah. yeah tbs so i'm always catching the middle i'm like i can't follow what's going on i want to like one day just go back and watch all of them well, i think that's the thing there's that's one that there's just not they didn't try to overdo the story they kept it simple mm -hmm. you know this company 
has a zombie outbreak and she's a survivor and these she finds a rescue crew and they have to get out that's not too hard and then they put some action in it like i said i'm a big fan of mila jovovich um the one i did not see is the last resident evil where they're in las vegas and like in the desert final chapter yeah i i can't give you anything about that but the uh, the other couple resident evil i don't think i've seen them all and i know i've seen the first two or three and those i liked those so those get my thumbs up those were successful adaptations yeah i liked i liked the first two i remember i think aftermath is the third one that one i remember watching being like ah this it's starting to lose it now and then i feel like they made like three and four resident evils after that so i i can't imagine those were the bad it's, a, it's not so, a trilogy it's a septil septilogy so there's yeah. six of them it was resident evil then apocalypse then extinction then afterlife then retribution then the final chapter and probably going to come out with one after the final chapter because that was two so we're going to have a resident evil marathon correct this halloween yep after or before memento we'll we'll see the plan we'll see so um guys i know we've been saving this one this is the one i'm most excited to talk about though i think i think our listeners are on the edge of their seat for this one Famicom Detectives is going to become a movie in 2022. What? I don't know. <laughs> oh, just, just Chris, how do you feel about that? Look, Chris is I'm on the edge of my seat. I'm excited for <laughs> you guys. Didn't know that you know I mentioned earlier. I'm a showrunner. I'm also an executive producer in my spare time. So who do you think is getting that off the ground, Randy? I knew you loved it. No, I was going to say Prince of Persia is another one I forgot about that I watched. Um, and I thought it wasn't too bad. Also, not great, but not horrible. Is that Jake Gyllenhaal? Yeah. And the whole bad, I mean, it's one, it's, I think a lot of these movies like Prince of Persia, Tomb Raider, it's all about, like, I think you mentioned a few episodes of Go Chris with the MacGuffin and they're chasing this item. And then at the end of the movie, the item shows off its magic power. So it's like, it's not original, but the special effects are cool going backwards in time and things like that. Uh, one that, that jumps out at me because it's, A, it's a fairly newer movie, but it's probably also, uh, at least, if not towards the top of this list, maybe the best movie on the list is Detective Pikachu. Uh, oh, yeah. That, that movie is. Would have some uh, issue with qualifying that as a video game movie. I knew, I knew either one of you two was gonna, I, I wasn't mm-hmm. sure who was gonna have a problem with the Pikachu. Video game, game is Pokemon. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, it, it is its own game on 3DS. Google it, baby. <laughs> mm, does it count? It's on 3DS. Does anyone really play that? Yeah. So. Let's let's give a little history here, and this will probably bring us into the last game that we're waiting to talk about. Um, but Pokemon Detective Pikachu is one of only two video game that were live action based on a Nintendo game property. So I think that's the article I'm reading is saying that. So I'm thinking What's the I'm other one on this. Uh, you, oh, you guys know the other one. We haven't mentioned it yet. Been avoiding um, it. <laughs> highly, highly rated. Um, before we get into that, so first of all, Detective Pikachu is its own game. It's a video yeah, game. I think I agree with Pat. Um, 
one person we have to mention is, uh, and I think I'm going to say his name right. I hope I am. Yu uh, Bull, uh, who has made a ton of terrible video game movies. He was responsible for Postal. Um, what is Postal? Postal, I had never heard of before. Postal, I remember Postal because it came out when I was in like middle school or high school. And so the thing with it was like, you were just ran, ran around town killing everybody, like for no reason. You were going Postal. And so it was like, at the time, it was like the, the most violent game you could get. And it was, it was like my generation's Doom. Like when Doom came out, that was like, oh my God, you're you know blowing people's heads up and stuff or aliens heads up. And this one was like way worse. Uh, and so then this guy decided to make a movie out of it. And it was like, why, not, not only the worst video game movie, widely regarded as one of the worst movies period ever all time. Uh, and I believe he made like Blood Rain, which was a, like a um, vampire character based off of a video game. Um, I'm trying to remember what other ones he's done. He's done a bunch of video game movies and they're all awful. So he's just like in the pantheon of all stars for just terrible directing. Pretty good. Um, so shout out to you, Bull. But he and got that. like an awesome job. How do you get the job of making just the only movies you make are video game movies? That sounds amazing to me. But I think, yeah, I think it, he just like started developing this reputation. Like people liked his movies because they're so bad. Like it's almost like, <laughs> you know, he's like a deep movie director. And so like that's just his, his thing. Um, but so now, it, I mean, I guess it's time to talk about the, you know, the, the last movie here. Super Mario Brothers. Do, 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 do. Don't don't don't. Mm. It's, it's so let me. <laughs> it's so good. It's good. Can, let me. Can I do a little history to start off here? Um, so it was actually the first live action film to be based on any video game. Um, and now, after I read that, I started thinking: Is that why Nintendo doesn't license its stuff to anybody? Because they did it one time and it went horribly. And they said, "Nope, we're learning our lesson from this. We're never going to license our material to anything again." I don't know. It could be. I mean, that would actually make that makes a lot of sense. And it came out in 1993, and the next Nintendo game was Detective Pikachu in 2019 that they did. So they waited quite a while there. Um, um, was it, I mean, that was even just the first video game movie, wasn't it? Like, yeah, that no, that's what it is. Yeah, the very first video live action video game movie. <clears throat> um, it was. It says here it was given free creative license by Nintendo to the screenwriters. Um, I think that's so, the first problem. <laughs> that was a. That was a huge mistake, um, and I don't know what. Shigeru Miyamoto was thinking but he's obviously the creator of Mario he said the film tried too hard to replicate the games um, and I'm not sure what movie he watched or what games he was playing but it, it didn't do either I don't think what, <laughs> starting I mean, go ahead Pat does Mario take place in like a post-apocalyptic cyberpunk city because then <laughs> he nailed it spot on I don't like the sound of King Koopa let's call him President Koopa instead <laughs> I love the movie. I'm just going to throw that out there. I was a perfect age for this. Uh, I think I was like 10 years old and uh, I thought it was the greatest ever when I watched it. It was super weird. Didn't yeah. remind me of the game whatsoever, but it was, it was great. I thought I loved the bob joke, the running bob joke the whole time. I thought it was great. And then it's uh because who was Mario and Luigi? It's, uh, it's Bob Hoskins. John, Bob Hoskins. John Leguizamo. Yeah. 
I mean, they're, they are good. At, like, they have good chemistry. I feel like they're fun in it. Uh, I, I liked John Leguizamo. He was Luigi. He was good in it. Mm-hmm. And same with Bob Hoskins. Like he, Dennis Hopper is Koopa. He's. I thought he was great. I love Dennis. He's a good actor. <laughs> Can't do any wrong. <laughs> also, How did this not get an Oscar? <laughs> One reason, man, the Goombas. The Goombas are the Goombas. <laughs> Instead of having giant heads and tiny bodies, they have giant bodies and these little shrunken mini heads. So As the creative cool. license, they chose to flip the Goombas around. But then, like, make them wizards instead of mushrooms, or is right? Is that what a Goomba is? It's like a mushroom thing. I don't know. <laughs> I um, it's almost like if we wanted to make a Super Mario Brothers movie, what would we do just to mess with it? And they did all of that thing. But did it seriously? Yeah, did a serious one. Uh, so yeah, Super Mario Brothers. I mean, again, that's that's one of those movies that's very uh, well regarded as being terrible. Um, but I think for our generation, like you said, Randy, it holds that like special place. And yeah. it was it was the first video game movie. It's one we probably all like anyone our age saw as kids, and to some extent liked it, even if you kind of were cognizant that the movie wasn't what you were expecting. Um, good stuff. Any? It, yeah, go ahead, Randy. It, it was just. I mean, I I could talk about this movie forever, but I I just. It was just so like they used the same characters, but none of them looked the same except for Mario and Luigi. And it, it was just so crazy. Like I look back on it and I'm like, how like how was this even made? I don't I don't even understand how it was made. And I used to watch the show. Do you guys remember the show? Yes. With yeah. um Lou Albino. It? Yeah, Lou Albino. And I thought the show was good too, but again, I was a perfect age for it. But I think it just goes to show you that. That's the only Super Mario Brothers movie, which is by far the arguably the most famous video famous video game mascots in the world, and they still haven't made another one that could probably you know rake in millions and millions of dollars if they wanted. So, here's a question: Super Mario Brothers the movie could have made tons of money if it was done right. Superman versus Batman could have made tons more money was done right which one messed it up more i'm all day on superman versus batman but yeah i think that that ends up being just a more popular property like looked at it worldwide and so that's that's the bigger screw up i think what do you think Chris? i don't know the mario movie was really bad <laughs> I'm just taking everything that they that they I'm looking up pictures of Yoshi. Everything they should have oh, wasn't the intro to the movie something about dinosaur asteroid and it created two parallel worlds or something like that too. I think that's how the movie started out. Was a <laughs> asteroid right. hit Earth? Sure. Dinosaurs <laughs> evolved into humanoid dinosaurs in one world, and then humans pretty much evolved as themselves in the other world. Yes, yes. You, it, um, it was like if dinosaurs stayed as like the apex species and evolved into more humanoid like so i i I gotta read this in a 2007 interview hoskins said super mario brothers was quote the worst thing i ever did on end quote and that quote the whole experience was a nightmare 
He and Leguizamo would get drunk before each day of filming and would continue to drink between takes. In a 2011 interview, he was asked, what is the worst job you've done? What has been your biggest disappointment? And if you could edit your past, what would you change? His answer to all three was Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> However, his son, Jack Hoskins, is a huge fan of the film and praised his performance. <laughs> um, uh, I have kind of a follow-up question is, so what video game franchise would you guys like to see made into a movie that could actually be good? Yeah, that's a great question. I, I'm all I'm 100% all in on Zelda. Uh, I know they're going to do it as a TV show for Netflix, but I think they might have canceled that at this point. Um, I know that's back and forth, but I would love to see a live action Zelda. I don't know if it'd be good, but I'd still love to see it. I'd go with Horizon Zero Dawn. I think that lends itself to be a pretty, um, it's got a pretty good storyline in it right now. And then I think if you put in some movie theater special effects with the giant robot monsters and stuff, I think that could definitely make a good film. I, I, I was right there with you, Chris. And then, because I, I had thought about this a lot, because this was a question I wanted to bring to you guys. And I, originally, I was going to go with it, with Horizon Zero Dawn, but the more I thought about it, I'm like, but that one seems like such a prime candidate for a studio to, to screw up. Like, true. That, like very that's, true. That's absolutely one where they over they overextend their hand or whatever, and just end up doing too much. The story is a little kind of barely hangs on at at points, and it, there are some definite weaknesses to the story. But if they are able to take it in the right path then they could definitely do all right. But they could easily screw that story up. Yeah. And, and like for me with that game, part of the part of the fun or like why I found that game so engaging and so just so interesting was the the discovery of what actually happened, right? Because in the plot in that that game is you're like four thousand years ahead of our time. And so it's not only has the has like civilization civilization collapsed, but it's then started to rebuild itself. Mm -hmm. And so you're in that rebuilding phase, but you're trying to find out why the original civilization that you're finding all these relics have collapsed in the first place. And that, to me, that was the part that was like almost just as fun and intriguing as the, as like the actual gameplay and the rest of the game. And like how you incorporate that in the movie, I don't know. Like that, that would be a tricky part. Um, but and then I, for me, one game I think that's just kind of again it's low hanging fruit. I already talked about it was God of War, especially with the newer, with kind of the relaunch with. Um, Kratos and his son, uh, kind of that aspect and that that part of the game would be really, really cool. I think that would be a really easy one to make into a movie. I have to throw a shout out to um, another one of our buddies, Chris Palumbo, who also doesn't listen to this podcast, but he's been saying, I actually very, like almost every day I play this with them, Cold War, the zombies again. He thinks that they could turn it into an awesome movie. Like the stories are actually really cool that they do with the zombies in it. And I think that'd be a great movie too. Um, the thing I'm nervous about is I know Mega Man was being looked at. It turned into some type of live action movie or game or show. And I don't think, I just don't see him pulling that one off. It's too, unless it's a cartoon, but it's just too cartoonish to turn into a live action thing. And if you turn it into live action, you're going to change it so much that I don't think people are going to recognize it as Mega Man anyways. So I, I'm hoping they don't do that one. Yeah. Actually, another one too that I thought of which is kind of kind of a cop out because it's very superhero-y, but injustice like that. Oh game, yeah, that would be a really cool movie. That would be an awesome movie. Yeah, 
and that even game that, like, was like a movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and even that too. Like I think like Snyder took aspects of that to incorporate into his uh, DCU. Um, so I don't know. Yeah, that'd be a cool one though. Also, skate or die. I don't know. I think that'd be kind of cool to watch. Paperboy. High stakes. <laughs> Paperboy. I thought Postal was like a play on Paperboy, and then when I looked it up and it was an actual video game, I was pretty surprised. Bubble Bobble would be great. Burger time. Some boy in his blob. <laughs> Pong. Now we're just naming Nintendo games. <laughs> I thought this would move to. <laughs> uh, and then la- another question here, Pat. I think I, I asked you guys earlier. What game? What about movies that have to do with video games? How do you feel about those, like Wreck It Ralph or Pixels, um, or The Wizard? I, I mean, I love yeah. The Wizard. I mean, yeah, those those movies I think at least tend to do like they're better movies for sure yeah. because you're not you're not uh, shackled to trying to incorporate all these aspects from the video game in. You, you know, you're, you have more freedom. Like Wreck It Ralph is one of my favorite. Mm-hmm movies to watch with my kids and stuff like they it's it's just such a well-done movie that that has all these little easter eggs and references to all these games you know that like we grew up with yeah i agree what about you chris i never saw pixels i heard i i thought it was interesting i wanted to see it but i heard it did not get um the best was not that great of a movie so i kind of skipped it i also like wreck it ralph i think movies that like incorporate video games into their plot and you know make it part of their their you know overarching theme i like those kind of movies but those movies are kind of made for people like me so of (laughs) course i'm gonna like them yeah i think i just want to reference the wizard again just because that was hands down one of the coolest ideas coolest things for a movie where they I know I'm guessing we've all seen it, but essentially that's how they promoted Super Mario Brothers Super Mario 3. 3. Yeah, and I what a way that. to debut and announce your next big game. I mean, I'm getting chills right now. And and that was before internet, obviously, Twitter, anything. So I remember that was our first view of the game. And, and that was also the first reference to like the power glove, right? Like yes. He had, he had the power glove in it. And... Yep, and, they, and, and you're watching a kid do a competition. I remember we went to Disney World after the movie came out in fantasy island had like these competitions you could do in video games that was the first time i had heard of even video game competitions it was cool so i love that one um and then i think the last thing i'll throw out there are video game documentaries have you guys uh been watching those at all or should we save that for another podcast um i've i don't think we necessarily have to say that i've seen a couple um uh, I'm King to of Kong. Yes, it's full of quarters. Yes. Best will, name for a documentary ever. Um, King of King of Kong is one I've seen, um, and even uh, I, actually I know a Nintendo one just came out. It's like the the rise and the rise of Nintendo power or something, and it, it just goes through like the history of Nintendo. I heard it's not very good. Like it's just it's like too long winded, but it's supposed to be pretty interesting like some interesting information in that, at least. and i would totally watch it because i used to do nintendo or used to have nintendo power so i'm sure i'd go all in on that i've been watching there's some other the competition ones which are pretty interesting like back in the day the pac-man rivalry like who could get the high score and then there was a show on netflix the video games we loved or grew up with and that yes. was kind of interesting too that was cool to see so yeah that that one was like a spinoff of like the toys that made us right and they just didn't yes. yeah Nice. All right. Uh, actually, it, it looks like we're getting a, a call right now. Hang on. Let me see. 
someone call it in? It's a me, Mario. Mario, you must have heard us talking about uh, talking about your movie. How are you? My my movie? I thought I was here to promote my new game. Oh, do you have a new game? I'm assuming you were just saying glowing things about me and my franchise. I mean, mostly we love your franchise. It's great. You on the silver screen, however, you've had kind of a rough go. <laughs> yes. I've read the interviews from a Baba Hoskins and his son Jack is a fan. Yep, he's he's your only fan for, for the movie. Um, Bob Hoskins not didn't, didn't love it. And he, he was you. It was just an honor to be played by him. <laughs> he's a great actor. Uh, um, what, so wait, you have a new game coming out too? Well, it, it came out recently on February 12th, Super Mario 3D World and some weird add-on called Bowser's Furia. I don't have a Switch. I love how Mario's keeping it old school. I feel I like I'm headed towards Dracula impression, so I have to stay on my toes here. I can't tell if Mario's going through puberty or he's just <laughs> in trouble oh, talking. Right yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wait, who, yeah, who are we talking to again? Dracula or Mario? Let's go. Oh, it's got to be Mario. Oh, that's Mario, for sure. Select your player. Oh, there, there we go. Hey, now we're not that's, me that's Meta Mario, I think. Hey, I thought there were three hosts on this podcast. Uh, yeah, our other host had to go check something real quick. He said he'll be right back. Oh, that so seems wait. strange on a live record. Mario, how is your brother doing, Luigi? Luigi Mario? Yes, Luigi Mario. As you know, our last name is Mario. I can confirm your conversation from a few weeks ago. So, so your first and last name are the same as Mario Mario and your brother Cor Luigi Mario. Correct. That is officially my canon now since the film. <laughs> Wonderful. And I, I, one other thing I don't know, are you related to Wario and Waluigi or are they just weirdos? We're not sure. Well, better, get you know, this, better get this right, Mario. <laughs> well, you know, it's something that I I don't give much thought to. They're just some of the the racers I race against and people I battle against. You know, I don't think too deeply about it. Yeah. Also, because they're kind of just jerks, right? <laughs> Here I go. Oh wait, no man. Who was that? Which one was that? Oh, that's my roommate, Wario. He's just my, he's just a bud now. I don't think too much about him. I just live with him full time. Yeah, I don't know. You know, he's a good guy. <laughs> Banana peels aside. <laughs> I'm loving it. I'm loving it. So Mario. Oh, oh yeah. Any uh any thoughts you have on, on anything going on? What's up? Oh good. Chris is back. Hey Chris, where were you? Mario, 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 is that you? It's me, Mario. Are you going to win? I'm going to win. <laughs> Thanks for calling in, my man. Of course. We were just talking uh, about how you guys were not talking about the failed movie franchise, but uh, you were only singing my praises for the new game Super Mario 3D World premiered last week, two weeks ago on Nintendo Switch. Yeah, that's what we were talking about. Yes, it's not like I've been on the line for 35 minutes listening to you guys record live 
No. No. We need it. We need a new phone operator. <laughs> we need a new phone screener. Mamma mia! Oh, Mario. Uh, I like you know. I like to do some of the classic lines when I'm doing interviews. You know, people like that. Hey, what's it like going through those pipes? <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> It's actually not much different from your experience in a game. You kind of just go slowly down like in an elevator, and then you hear this weird noise, bloop, bloop, and then you slowly come out on the other side, either going down or up sometimes, which is a very strange. But, you know, you get to the coins, and you, you go back up, and everything's good. So there's a question. How many coins? Like, are you, like, super rich? You've gotten a lot of gold coins in your life? Well... Yes and no. It is a lot of coins, but, uh, you know, it's like picking up a bunch of pennies. It take a, takes a long time. <laughs> I do have, I have a few castles. <laughs> so asset-wise, asset I'm doing well. It's not, it's, it's hard to move gold, so it's not like liquid cash. You're, you're, it takes a little bit to convert it to a, usable. It's sort of a Scrooge McDuck situation in a, <laughs> one of my castles. <laughs> Don't you have a place to swim, though? All, all those gold coins. That's true. But, uh, you know, as I mentioned earlier, which is now part of my story, Wario lives with me, and he's a real slob. So, you know, it, it, he's, it's tough to deal with the coins and Wario. It's, it's, and, you know, Luigi swings by, and then it, it becomes a huge mess. Waluigi come by, too? I don't know much about Waluigi. Uh, I've, I've been living with Wario. He's had, he's hit tough times, but, uh, you know, Waluigi, I guess he's kind of like my brother, but wears purple maybe. Yeah. Yeah. That's all right. I haven't played much after Super Nintendo. <laughs> but we live it. You know, we play your own life, dude. Some of that's real, Chris, and some of it's a, uh, an exaggeration, you know. Got it. You got to make it interesting for, for the fan, right? To kind of buy in and, and participate. It's not all true. Yes, I started off as a lonely plumber and I battled uh, Donkey Kong or Unknown Gorilla at the. No, it was Donkey Kong and I was just a friendly plumber. And, uh, you know, we, we, actually, he's a pretty cool guy. We kind of hit it off since then. Donkey Kong, you guys stay in touch? Well, you know, since Mario Kart, he used to battle against Bowser too, so we've kind of just bonded over our hatred of Bowser. <laughs> hey, your enemies of your friends are your enemies are your friends, right? Correct. Yes, that's kind of what we think of in the video game world. I mean, Pat, you've seen Wreck It Ralph. We all interact. Yeah, you hang out, hang out on weekends and and grab a root beer and you know. I'm kind of losing some of the high pitch stuff. <laughs> Well, maybe maybe it's time to go. I don't know. I don't know. Do your fans want a little more uh, rambling and speculation about the Mario verse? I was really hoping you'd drop a let's go for us. Let's go. Hey. <laughs> Actually, I got to go. Uh, Wario needs me. Have a good one, fellas. Uh, thanks for calling in, Mario. Oh, real, real quick, I did just want to say that if anyone ever did do an impression of me and they did a sort of an exaggerated Italian accent. I don't think that would be considered offensive because it's a satire. Correct. Yes. Okay, good. Yeah. Don't want the message boards to be flooded. Okay. It's a me. Gotta go. <laughs> Time to go.
Thanks for no. the <laughs> I don't think it counts as offensive if you flow in and out of the accent and you don't stick with it the whole time. <laughs> I think you're fine. Who's fine? He's already gone. Randy. Oh, sorry. Always I good. thought he was Always good here. to have a guest caller. Yeah. Mario Mario. He's a legend. Legendary. So many video games, so many appearances. The guy's done it all. And it's it's rare that you get to talk to a, a, a really high high up in the video game world. It's great that he called and he must really like the show. He's a nice guy for taking Wario in, I thought. Yeah, Wario does seem like a pretty huge slob. It, yeah. Yeah, I mean... And especially too to hear that Wario's kind of falling on tough times. You got to think Mario's kind of propping him up, supporting him. Oh, Wario doesn't ever strike me as having been on easy times or strong. What the opposite of tough times? He's a tough times guy. Yeah, I mean, he's he seems like a he seems like a real blue collar had to scrape scrape for everything he's ever earned kind of guy, uh, and that can't be easy. It's got to be stressful, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh well. Mario called in. It was great. Mm-hmm. Uh, with with that, I think we're we're about out of time, right? Kind of wraps it up. Before we go, um, let's hit up some recommendations, guys. What uh, we got we got to get our play, our watch, and our read. So to start off with our play, Randy, what do you got for us? So I've been playing Days Gone. Um, I think I talked about it a little earlier. It's a fun game. Uh, it was one of the free games in the PS Plus collection. I've been getting into it for the past uh, three nights, really enjoying it. Um, I haven't really gotten into these in-depth open-world games a lot, but I think this one hopefully will uh, keep me going with the open-world ones because there's a few more that came with the PS Plus collection. So I'm sticking with it, and uh, it's good. Nice. I would say I'd say definitely give it a shot if you haven't played it. All right. Um, I'm going to give us our watch for the week. Um, the first thing I wanted to say was watch the Mortal Kombat trailer if you haven't for the new movie. Um, it's the th- it's the topic that kind of inspired uh, our show for this week. So check it out. It looks like it's going to be, I mean, it's got me hyped. Like I said, I've watched it like five or six times and I will probably watch it a few more before the movie comes out, but I'm loving it. Um, and then the other one is, I talked about this movie last week, but it was a super fun watch. I recommend it, Love and Monsters. Um, it is something you'd either have to rent or pay for at this point. I don't think there's anywhere you could watch it for free. But it's, I mean, it's, especially if you're looking for like a, a fun kind of quirky sci-fi date night movie, um, definitely would recommend this. And for, you know, four or five bucks renting it on a digital platform, not too bad. Uh, Chris, what do you got for us to read this week? I have for us this week something I've been a longtime reader of, a webcomic at xkcd.com. Those are the letters xkcd.com. Uh, it's a... Like I said, it's a webcomic, but it's very science slash nerdy slash physics slash computer based. Um, oftentimes hilarious, oftentimes very informative. You can learn some interesting facts from it while also laughing. So definitely check that out. They post every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, I believe. Um, so three three funny cartoons a week. Sometimes it's like the old far, far side style, just one um one block of a picture and a little bit of text to read other times it's more of like character interaction you get three four strips occasionally he'll do like a giant poster of some interesting science thing uh like he did a poster of the um global warming climate change and like 
illustrated how climate has changed throughout all the years going back to like the paleolithic era and it was really cool he's got some some interesting stuff the art style is uh very it's all stick figure black and white so he doesn't really rely on art but it's the it's very humor humor based so check it out xkcd.com awesome and as always before we sign off for the week we want to give you the D character of the week this week's character is Barreris of Fandris. He's a 106-year-old male half-elf paladin with an oath of the ancient specialization. He has a criminal background. He became a criminal in his younger years as it was viewed as the only way to fight this tyranny and oppression that he observed. But now he seeks redemption. Uh, it's said, so I have a spoiler, it said right in his character profile that he is lawful good. That is wrong. He is a criminal. How can he be lawful? He was a criminal. He's not anymore. Once a criminal, always a criminal. He's <laughs> trying to seek redemption so it can make him good, but he would be chaotic good. Oh, he's turned over a new leaf, and now he obeys the law. He's a lawful good. No, I, I will not. That's not how I would play him at all. Neutral, neutral? It's, okay. We'll, we'll, we'll compromise. We'll settle on neutral, neutral. All right. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Why not? Until, until okay. next time. Hold on, Pat. Sorry. One, are we doing plugs? Can we do our plugs? Oh, I might have missed it. One plug. Sorry, guys. Uh, the names in the beginning of the uh, episode this week uh, were a shout-out to the Mars rover landing. Um, because I don't think anybody's gonna ever understand, ever gonna know that unless I say it. And if you want to see what your Martian name is, you can go to rumandmonkey.com and uh, they have your Martian name. So just wanted to plug that site. That's right. We'll we'll throw it up on the Twitter. Uh, again, follow us on Twitter if you want at Seabringers. Uh, also check out our Instagram if you ever want to send in any articles to potentially get on the Killing Blow. Email us castbringers at gmail.com or if you just ever have any comments about the show want to try to connect with us shoot us an email we're always available have a good one everybody see you next time see you next bye casting that's see ya click, 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 click. <laughs>